the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 970 The Answer presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information from the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. I'm getting closer to my Call now. 866-970-9622. That's 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elliman's CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back, and you're listening to Eye on Real Estate and uh, 866-970-9622, and I'm sure you're all tuned in. We just heard the news in the radio studio, and I... I think it looks like it's kind of what was it a five? Now it's down to a three. Yeah, now it's down to a three. Uh, so hopefully it won't be as bad as they thought it was, but hopefully we'll just you, know, you, you never know. But I I read this uh, little thing that I thought I would tell you. I didn't know about this. Uh, you know, in a hurricane, you, a lot of people lose electricity. So uh, with so there's there's a way you can find out if your food is spoiled or not. Uh. And it says you keep a cup of water in your freezer. You freeze it solid and then put a quarter on top of it and leave it in your freezer. That way, when you come back after you've been evacuated, you can tell if your food went completely bad and just refroze or if it stayed frozen while you were gone. That's smart. That's smart. Oh, my God. Okay. If the quarter falls to the bottom of the cup, that means all the food defrosted and you should throw it out. Um, but if the quarter is either on the top or the middle of the cup, then your food may still be okay. So, I, I mean, I thought that was an interesting thing because, you know, that's uh, if you don't have a generator, that's the first thing that's going to go, uh, your, your food. Uh, people uh, lose that. Anyhow, there was we were going to do it last week, and there was a, a story that Bloomberg, in, that was in Bloomberg News, and and it's that developers are spending millions of dollars, and I've seen this trend all over, not just New York, all, uh, on high-end assisted living apartment projects. And now they're doing it in the city, and there's one on the Upper East Side and one in Midtown, and aiming for more in the area, and, and they're all across the United States. And the bet is that there are sufficient numbers of affluent and aging people in big cities who won't want to leave their neighborhoods because they're used to their neighborhoods, even as they suffer some decline. <laughs> Let's put it this way. So, you know, when you think about the life expectancy now, I think it's 80-something, um, like 85 or 86 or something like that if you're – and uh, people live longer. So when they retire, if they retire or they – there's phases of, of old age. Someone, you know, so these assisted livings – are not necessarily where somebody's at a, you know, a lot of people that live in assisted living can still drive. Some of them even work. 
or they're over a certain age and they get they have services of you know sometimes there's dinners and stuff like that but there's a lot of high end and um, if you can handle the monthly rents these they start there's some that start at twelve thousand a month twelve thousand a month yeah and some twenty now when my dad was we didn't ever put him in a home because he wouldn't go but we would we went around and you'd be shocked they're like hotels. Okay, and and you know my father so. had uh, he was starting with dementia. So what they have is like phases. So like when a person is healthy, they're just older. They go into you know uh, assisted living, but it's pretty much on your own. You have your car, and then as you get declines, go down the road. I mean it's dismal, but then there's an area where there's more help, and there's an area where there's more help, and uh, some of them really look like hotels. Uh, and they're doing them in Manhattan, and uh, they are can cost uh, something. Uh, some of them can cost like twenty thousand dollars a month. Um, the rents, or you can rent upper range of rents, will be at least the triple the average six thousand nine hundred eighty-eight. Um, and okay, and uh, the d- developers are taking cues from their, t- their apartment buildings and counterparts and putting e- extra emphasis on finishes and making the facilities look like places residents left behind so that they feel it's like what they were in before. Uh, and, and there's a Maplewood building. It's set to open in 2019, and it will mean they will have concierge-style living and care where staff won't wear clinical-looking clothes and will offer housekeeping and reservations to Broadway plays and shows there will be a salon for your hair, uh, swimming pools, and uh, high design teams. So it's really, uh, it's really going to be a it's a big market. And they started doing them, I know, on Long Island years ago, and mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. they're all over the country. So just in case anyone, and you know, they're not all as expensive. But you know, if you if you go to assisted living, and you go to a real nice one, they are not cheap. I'll just say that. So if something that, you know, when you're looking at your planning of your finances, and I know none of us look at, a lot of us, including myself, you don't want to look at that part of your life because, you know, you say, oh, my God, I don't even want to think about it. But the truth is you do have to think about it, and you have to kind of put something aside for that. I don't know that uh, people do, but you, you do because otherwise, Jerry, then what happens? Well, I mean... You go on social services, and you, you know you, you drain your assets if you if you don't plan for that. That can be very expensive. Yeah. So you know, and that's really, and again, just to say this, uh, I know that it it's you know parents like the you know, they don't really want to do that, but really, it is so important. If you worked your whole life, you want to make sure that your assets stay intact and that whoever you want to get your assets, get them, or that they don't take them from you. And it's really important to see an attorney or a financial or a planner who specializes in that. Mm-hmm. It can make all the difference in the world. Yeah, there the are perfectly legal world. ways to structure. Um, you know, there are things that uh, people can, the, uh, professionals can do to, to try to, um, to preserve some of that. But... You know, it it is definitely a, a problem. I was just talking to a friend of mine who who, you know, fled Fort Lauderdale and came up to stay with me for the hurricane. And there is a place down there that he's thinking of moving into. He's in his early seventies, which is 
a regular apartment, but then if you need assisted living, the same complex, they move you into right. a different building for assisted. And then if you need skilled nursing, they yet another building is all within the same complex. So that way you already have you a social have network development. And you, right, and you don't have to keep yeah. on moving. So it's Which it's seemed kind of good, good to me. Yeah. yeah. So as we promised, um, we're going to talk about, you know, um, insurance and, uh, you know, what you need for flood insurance. And then Ace is going to talk about insurance on mortgages and, like, what you should do with that. And we are thrilled to have uh, Mike Conti. Uh, Mike is the principal of Honick Conti Perino Insurance Agency here in New York City and a former president of the Council of Insurance Brokers of Greater New York. And Mike's firm handles all kinds of insurance, so not just flood insurance, but they are specialists in flood insurance. And the firm was established in 1902, so it's been around for a long time. And it was the first insurance agency to service a majority of downtown Manhattan. Mike, that is so interesting. Um, Thank you. Yeah. So you, they were the, they, I didn't realize that you, your, your insurance company was the first ones to service downtown Manhattan. I mean, you know, well, we started in 1902. The firm started in 1902, and, and uh, it, it was one of the first agencies down there. I'm not going to say it's the oldest one because there are some, you know, 1875, 1880, but we, we, we have some, uh, 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 I guess, uh, status in the, in the old age department. Maybe we're ready for assisted living. Who knows? <laughs> No, no, no. Now, you know, with all that's going on, and as I said, I, uh, of course, all of us here uh, and witness Sandy, uh, uh, and I know uh, coming from growing up on the island, a lot of people really never thought about insurance, flood insurance. So what is the definition of flood insurance in the insurance business? What does it cover? What's the well, definition? Well, you know, fl- flood insurance, in my opinion, is the Rubik's Cube Rubik's Cube of insurance, you know. It's, it's rather complicated, more so than most of the other policies that we, um, we sell. And, you know, people confuse flood all the time. But generally, I tell the customers, it's, it's natural body of water exceeding its bounds. That's my definition, and that's pretty much on it. There's an official definition, but it, it's kind of that. When a river overflows, when the ocean overflows, when a lake or a stream overflows, that's when you have flood. Now, that doesn't mean that tomorrow morning, I'm not, or Monday morning, I'm not going to get a call from Mrs. Bacigalup, who's going to tell me she had a flood over the weekend. And what she means is that the pipe upstairs broke or the people upstairs let the water flow. That's not a flood. That's a water damage claim. People mix that up all the time. But, so that's not, that wouldn't be covered by flood insurance? No, that, that's your homeowner's policy. It's got nothing to do with flood, but people call it flood, but it's not. We always correct them. Flood is just a natural body of water exceeding its bounds. Now, let so me it's ask not, you, yeah. It's not rain. It's not wind-driven you know, rain. It's not it, rain it, coming it, from the well, sky. Let me, let me, here, here's what FEMA calls it. FEMA says that it's an unusual and rapid accumulation of runoff of surface water from any source. So it could be uh, an extreme rain where, you know, it, it shoots down the street on, on uh, you know, uh, and it never happened before, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, but but it, it FEMA gets into other things where they say it has to affect two acres. It's got to affect more than one homeowner. So there are a lot of definitions within definitions that need to be understood and analyzed. So mudslide is also included in, a, in, in, in the definition of flood because typically mudslide occurs because of an inundation of water. It, it'll get under the, under the top so, of the air. And bring so, it Mike, back. let me ask you something. Um, if you... Uh 
if you have wind damage, because I recall with Sandy, people that had wind damage, that the, like the wind, that that wouldn't be, co- but there was a storm, so right. there was a hurricane, there's high winds, yeah. and, there's, and there's also flooding, but let's say your damage was from the wind, well, and you couldn't prove flooding, would you not, that wouldn't cover, what, yeah, it, can you yeah, explain it, that? I mean, Sandy, Sandy presented some of the most complicated claims I've ever dealt with in my life. Um, so th- I guess the scenario is if the roof blows off before the water level comes in, then it's a windstorm claim, and it's going to be handled by your homeowners. If the water is rising and then the roof blows off, you know, you can still separate, well, the roof blowing off is, is wind damage. Uh, the fact that the basement is flooded has nothing to do with the roof necessarily blowing off because the water level has come up to three feet. You know, how, how, how do you tell what rain came in because there was no roof and what rain came in because the bay overflowed? You know, wh- one of my issues, and, and, and flood insurance is like a pet peeve with me because I see most people, most people buy flood insurance because the bank says they have to. We had uh, a client out in Rockaway right before Sandy. I'll never forget the phone call. Uh, they called me up and they said, uh, uh, Mr. Conte, I want to cancel my flood insurance. And I said, why? Well, I said, I just made my last mortgage payment. I haven't had a flood in all the years oh, I'm living here. Mistake. <laughs> and, and the next month, the house was leveled by flood. Mm. It was so sad, you know, but this is the attitude that most people have. Well, they, they, until it's too late. Until it's too late. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So what does it tr- cover? I'm sorry, Jerry. I just... Yes, uh, uh, I mean... Yeah. Flood covers, there's two aspects of flood insurance. One is the damage to the structure, okay, the foundation, um, and, and the other is the contents uh, within the home. Uh, I, I have many customers who refuse to buy contents flood insurance. They'll only buy it for the structure. Again, that's what the bank requires. The bank doesn't require to insure your contents. That's one of the biggest mistakes I've ever seen. You think that's a mistake? Because the bank really doesn't care about what your contents right. are ruined. Right. They're not insuring. They're not uh, They just care about the, yeah. their lending, right? Right. They don't. They really don't care about your contents. And, and you need contents to live. You know, even if you're, you know, like a Spartan, you still need something. You need a bed, you know. Uh, so, I mean, those are some of the things that, that we deal with. And, um, you know, it, it is a complicated product. But but let's try to uncomplicate it for the listeners because I even, you know, I, I'm kind of tangentially in this field. We all are, and it's still confusing to me. Let me just walk you through a couple scenarios and you can explain. Regular homeowner's insurance, no extra flood or anything like that. The pipe breaks above you, it trickles down. That's covered, right? That's covered. That's water okay. damage. That's or or the pipe breaks in your own home and it flood and it that's quote floods the basement. That's covered. Right. That's so covered. now let's move on to uh, a big hurricane or a tornado where the wind is doing damage. Either the wind is blowing down a tree or it's ripping off your house, your roof. Is that covered on a normal policy? On a normal policy, there the windstorm is covered, and and there was a big article the other day about well now homeowners are going to find out what it really means to have a windstorm deductible. Years ago, right. it was you know the standard deductible five hundred a thousand dollars. Now it's a percentage of the building value, mm. so the windstorm deductible could exceed ten, twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars. So now, so now the next step is okay. So the the roof blows off or the window is broken because the wind smashes it and then the wind driven rain comes in the window and causes water damage how is that parsed out covered 
be covered. covered under the normal policy. Under the else. normal policy would be covered. I guess where it gets complicated is when you're the guy, as I said, by the seashore and the right. water is rising, and now you you sustain the you know a broken window and rainwater comes in, but you know but you, and your basement has three feet of water. But think about it. I don't care how much rain is coming in. You're never going to get three feet of water in your basement from that. You're going to have carpeting right. ruined, floors ruined, walls ruined. You know. So, so every everything, every other aspect of the the tide coming up uh, is is covered by flood only, right. and you have to have a an extra policy, right? That's correct. Mm-hmm. And, okay. and the, the the thing about flood and and, and uh, it, cor- it it covers direct physical loss only. Um, so what, do, what does that mean? So the, the the contents are ruined. That's covered. The building foundation is ruined. That's covered. But I need to live somewhere else. The house is not livable. The relocation. So, yeah, the additional living expense is never covered. Now, uh-huh. there are some carriers out there that offer that on, on, a, mm-hmm. on an endorsement that they sell specifically. So uh, and that's a real important thing because you need money to live. But, and where it gets gray, too, is uh, let's say I have a relocation, I have a generous relocation um, uh, policy under my regular homeowners, and... Uh, but I also get flooded, but I, I relocate. I could say, well, I'm relocating because of the hurricane. The windows were smashed and the roof came off. Yes, I'm also flooded, but my relocation was forced really by two things, one covered and one not. I can see how it gets really, really complicated. It does. They, they, they call it concurrent causation, and there's all kinds of court cases that, that go on about which mm. happened first, which caused more damage. You know, uh, the broken window and the wet bed, would that really cause you to have to live elsewhere, you know, right. or is it the flood? So, so it, unfortunately, it, 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 it ain't easy, as we say. Yeah. So how do people get in touch with you? Well, uh, you know, there's several ways. Certainly my phone number, 212-777-7113. That's our main number. It's been our phone number, I guess, since since we go back to, they used to have spring 777 since those days. (laughs) So um, that's one way. You could go to our website. We have two websites. One is www.honigconti.com. And the other, which we're very proud of, is uh, coopinsurance.com. Wow. So, so you know, you know, Mike, I would hope that you would come on again because there's so much that people need to know and then make the decisions on whether they want to do it or not. Because, uh, like, I, I don't – I know with me they made me – they dropped me, and I'm like a mile away from the water, but they dropped me. And then I had to take all my insurance and give it to the same – I had to take every insurance I had. The only way I could get insurance was to – take all my insurances and give them all to the same company. Okay. And that happened after Sandy. Okay. Well, I, I, but, again, I had a house on Long Island and stuff. So, But what, what I'm saying is I would love you because it's a, it's, it's, it's a subject that I think people don't really understand. And I saw it with Sandy how people thought they were mm-hmm. covered and they weren't covered. And then there's that question, well, how much is enough? Is yeah. there ever, ever enough insurance because you can't? So I would love for you to come on again and like you know because I think there's so much for people to really learn about and then they can make their own decisions. Thank you. I, I, you were great. I really loved you. You were great. I learned something. But thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, we have a break. So if you're on the line, 
Uh, you have some questions? Dennis, Johnny, whatever. Just hold on right at the break. I'll take them. 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Be right back after the break. Hi, I'm Jim McCann, chairman of 1-800-Flowers.com and co-founder of Smile Farms. With nearly 80% of adults with developmental disabilities being unemployed in the United States, we decided to try and do something about it. Smile Farms makes a positive impact on the lives of those with special needs by creating meaningful work experiences at local farms and greenhouses. To find out how you can make a donation and change your life, visit smilefarms.org. That's smilefarms.org. Small business owners and sales professionals don't miss AM 970's Business Networking Breakfast on October 19th. TV anchor and author Steve Adubato will lead an engaging discussion on business growth through effective marketing. We've assembled an all-star lineup of industry experts. You'll learn tips on marketing through social media, online advertising, sports, and radio from president and founder of Blue Rock Energy, Phil Van Horn, digital marketing expert Isaac Radansky, financial expert Gary Goldberg, and political expert and analyst Jeannie Zeno. Joe Pitt. Capo in the morning team will be broadcasting live. A delicious gourmet breakfast from DR Catering will be served. Don't forget, bring lots of business cards to enter for several great prizes. It's happening on Thursday, October 19th at Passaic County Community College in Wanakue. You'll come away with information, contacts, and motivation to grow your business. Entry is free, but you must register online at am970theanswer.com. The Salem Business Breakfast, sponsored by Blue Rock Energy. Amazing to realize, but you know, it's been almost two years I've been talking with you about Relief Factor, and I can tell you I've been continually inundated with testimonials. This is Michael Medved, and I've received thousands of testimonials that come in telling me how excited people are to be out of pain, like Bob from Ohio, who writes, I had a herniated disc in my back in 1984. I started taking Relief Factor, and for the first time, I have been completely out of constant, sometimes excruciating pain. I'm now able to work in the yard, around the house, and do my job in comfort. This is a great product. That's the end of the quote. If you're struggling with ongoing back or neck pain, shoulder, hip, or knee pain, or general muscle pain, aches, pains of any kind, do what tens of thousands of others have done so successfully. Go to relieffactor.com and order their three-week quick start for just $19.95. 1-800-500-8384. That's 1-800-500-8384. You've heard of the fun police? Well, we're the opposite. The original donut shop coffee. Full-flavored, deliciously straightforward coffee best enjoyed with a smile. So good, it's criminal. (sighs) Enjoy a cup and sprinkle some fun into your day. Made for your Keurig brewer. Find it at Keurig.com and grocery stores everywhere. Just look for the bright teal box with the donut. The original donut shop coffee. Have more fun. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. Yes, we're back, and we will have Mike Conte again. I mean, insurance is really, a, a, if you're going to be a homeowner or an apartment, even if you have an apartment, you really want to know the facts about what it covers. And again, it's individual on how much is enough. But let me say this if you uh, do have a flood or something and you don't have flood insurance, 
Uh, and you have a mortgage. I mean, you could really end up mm. losing a lot of things. So we'll have him come on snack. again. I just didn't want to overwhelm everyone too yeah. much, but we'll have him come on again. I have some questions. So I have Dennis on the line. Hi, Dennis. Yeah, hi, Dottie. want to let you know I'm a fan of all of you, and I've been listening since the old station. Oh, wow. wow. That's great. So that's a long time. Yes. Yes. Like we all know. Anyway, I have a very interesting question. I think maybe Jerry can get involved in this as well as you. It's multifold. I'm looking at a house right now I want to make an offer on in northern New Jersey, Passaic County, in the lake region. It's a four-lake region uh, right above or near Mawa, New Jersey, you know, uh, up 208, if you know that area at all. But the uh, I'm going to mention I have a buyer's broker mm-hmm. for me. That you often suggest because you're looking out for me and but the seller's broker listed this property as uh, oh come and get two great houses one for investment and one to live in right on the lake it's lakefront you know it's uh, a great you know the property is graded down toward the lake below and then up to the street level but the interesting thing is I did my due diligence and uh, I did the walkthrough about a week ago of both houses, and curiously enough, the owner was there, which is unorthodox, but it happened. I might have been a good thing in a way because I, I really got along well with the owner because she's British, has been here 30 years, and I spent a lot of time in England with a company I used to work for, so we had a common ground. But anyway, it happened that way. Uh she showed us the cottage, which was actually a converted garage turned into a cottage where she has a tenant in, uh, and she brings in about $1,000 a month rent from that tenant in that converted garage. So she converted the tor- garage to an apartment. Oh, exactly, exactly. There's an upper and lower level. And the upper level, because of the grade down of the property, you can enter from the street, and she put actually – a separate number probably for the postman uh on the front of that converted garage Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. so this brought about my curiosity you know then i knew that this was only a one family zoning area okay so my lawyer and myself and this is uh i want to let jerry know i really do my due diligence good for you uh we call the town Buildings department and then the buildings department official told me the minute he heard about this property mm-hmm. uh, that I can close that place down tomorrow. Because And then I went to the planning department next day. According to the town, there are no permits on record to convert that garage or mm-hmm. ex-garage into a livable property. Right. So already the owner is in a violation. So, uh, fast forward a bit, um, I went back to my own broker, and then my own broker, he's trying to be as political as possible and, you know, trying to not be too confrontational. I'd like to be more confrontational because (laughs) it's breaking of the law. But my broker says, um, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to call the seller's broker who put that ad in, and it's a misrepresentation. Well, yeah, that's a, you can't yeah. put an ad in that says that they have an apartment if it's not legal. Well, the thing is, my, my broker is asking the seller's broker to produce that permit 
supposedly the seller's been maybe lying to the lying to her broker that she's had it yes, done but and you know, see, up, well, and up in a board. But you know what, Dennis, that could be. But you see, the broker, if they don't do their due diligence and they're representing because they took the word of the seller and they tell a they tell one of their customers bad information and the customer doesn't do due mm-hmm. diligence, they could sue the broker. Well that's well that's what I think. So this is what I this is what I, I wanted to do going forward. Um, and I'm getting and, and and oddly enough, you know, my my broker is fighting me because uh, he doesn't want to be too confrontational, which is fine, but the law in my mind the law is the law. What is your broker fighting you <laughs> but, on? I'm just I'm just missing something. What is what is your broker fighting you on? When you say he doesn't well, want to be confrontational, well, just not to be too confrontational. He's telling me that if that if we dare tell, if we dare tell the seller's broker that your lawyer and yourself are checking into this, that seller won't sell you that property for two dollars. If I'm linked to some kind of legal squabble, or it isn't a squabble, I'm in the right. And no, my no, broker no. is telling me, listen, Dennis. Let, let me- let me give you I'm some not thoughts arguing here, you. Let, You're hundred yeah. percent in the right. Right. Let me let me give you some thoughts because we we got a uh, yeah yeah Jerry, yeah we go we ahead. got we got the idea and and you've been very thorough and this is a really important issue, Dottie. It happens as it you is. know we see it a lot. So. You're not in contract, to be clear, right? You've not signed your contract yet? Not not yet, but I no. want to ask you one more question about the pricing, because what I wanted to do is it may cost me up to 50000 to convert that. If the town right. comes in and I own the property, or even before I close on a contract, that town may come in, and either the seller or me later, if I move in and nothing's done yet, the, the town may demand right. – I convert yeah. that back let, to a garage. Okay, but let, let's, for our listeners, let's, let's, let, all right, but let let's Jerry, go over this. Let Jerry okay. give so, me step by step. Right. So first of all, good, very good work that you've done. I, I would immediately fire, if personally, I would fire the buyer's broker immediately. They're, they're not looking out for you. The seller's broker, why is anybody interested in, in selling a property based on misinformation? The broker should be grateful that you've done what they should have done, exactly. which is figure out the legality of this property or the illegality of it. Let's suppose the owner didn't know and they were innocent. Okay, fine. But the broker comes along. We're professionals in the industry. We're all professionals. We're supposed to say, well, I know you converted. It looks beautiful and you're getting rent for it. But... Did you get a permit? Do you have a certificate of occupancy to reside in there? If you know, if a fire happens and there's no certificate of occupancy and there's not proper egress and the person, God forbid, dies in the fire, there's a huge amount of liability associated with that. And by the way, your homeowners is not going to cover that because you're illegally renting it. So there's lots of reasons why you don't want to go down the road. My first question, if I were interested in this property would be I would go to an expediter. These are the people that, you know, quote, make things legal from a zoning and, and buildings perspective and say, is it possible to legalize this situation? And if so, what's your best estimate of how much it would cost from the regulatory side and also what kind of retrofit we would have to do? For example, you know, do the do the if a property first comes into residential occupancy after 1972, as this one would be, then you have to make sure that the door jams are a certain width in order to accommodate a wheelchair, regardless of whether a person has a wheelchair in there. These are the regulations that we live under. So how much would it cost to legalize this property? Those are the questions that I would ask before I went down 
the road to bidding on the property, and then you know what it's going to cost you to, to get the property to where it was advertised. And Dottie, not only that, what, I don't do know. Think? I don't know if their price, uh, if the broker priced it uh, as if that was income property, you right? Know? And yeah. and they might, you know, so because you don't know if you'll be able to do it, and and if somebody turns you in if you buy that and someone turns you in you'll have Mm -hmm. to convert that back to a garage no matter what so and you don't know legally even if you if you try whether they'll let you convert it you know so that so you should also find out if that price is based on an apartment that's generating a thousand dollars because if it is then you you have a great case to offer a lot less Mm mm-hmm that's how I see it and by the way, the once you advise them of this, they now have an obligation to disclose that to future buyers. Yeah, and once um, you so tell the brokers, you can tell your broker, and you should tell the buyer's broker because they're going to get themselves in trouble. They absolutely. need to disclose that right off the bat to yeah. their customers and say this is not a legal department. You cannot count on the rent because you could put somebody in, and then somebody could turn you in, or they could find out, and then you— well. Yeah, I know. I, I, you, you know what I, you know what I did. You know how this whole thing began, where I had to do my investigation or my research. I have a mortgage broker. I'm approved for around a seven, a two seventy thousand dollar mortgage. I would do the rest cash, but I, but I had to let the mortgage broker know how the property is zoned. So that's yeah, how not, that came about. They're not going to lend was, on that. And it, but it, you know, if it was an all cash deal. Right. That cash buyer right. could be really screwed because right. they wouldn't have the impetus to do the research right. because You're they right. wouldn't have to. Yeah, yeah. Correct. Now, this is a, this yeah. is an important exactly right. this is an important issue, and people deal with it all the time. Uh, and you know, luckily you did the investigation beforehand. But you know, if these brokers are listening, come on now, shame on you. Just because your seller says. A, you know, it's a quote income producing apartment. Doesn't mean you sit there like a robot. We're professionals. Okay, look okay. And, so this yeah. is interesting, and then I'll wrap it up. I want to let you know this: the price listing is three eighty eight thousand, right? Mm-hmm. Now I'm allowing for fifty thousand dollars if I have to turn that cottage back into a garage. How I just do you know have that? to modify Where? the upper level on the street, but I have to find the... out what the town spec would be required. But you don't even know it the town's going to allow that. Wait, we don't know. He said if he has to turn it back. Would you just hold that? I think we have to take a break. I, Jerry, I think he's saying if he bought it and that town caught it, oh, he oh, would have to convert it back it. to a garage, it, and that would be it. a cost to him. Hold yeah, your, just That's an important part. Dennis, hold yeah. on. Johnny, hold on. Just I have to take a quick break. Right. We'll be right back. Are you looking for a radio show that gives you straight talk, common sense, and the facts? Are you looking for a media outlet which offers all points of view? If the answer is yes, then listen to the Cats Roundtable every Sunday morning starting at 8.30 right here on AM 970, The Answer. The Cats Roundtable is hosted by John Katsimatidis, a successful businessman who came to this country as an immigrant and built a multi-billion dollar business empire. He's met presidents, world leaders, governors, mayors, congressmen, state legislators, and you'll hear them all on the Cats Roundtable. Republicans, Democrats, independents, conservatives, liberals, and everything else you can imagine. You won't just hear their take on the news. You'll hear them make the news. Whether it's local, national news, or international news, you can read about it in the newspaper on Monday. But hear it first on the Cats Roundtable. 
Sunday mornings at 8.30, right after Murano in the morning. Only on AM 970, The Answer. Hi, I'm Lex Howard, CEO of Balance of Nature. I occasionally take new customer calls, and too often people tell me that they have heard our advertisements for years. If Balance of Nature is not currently being delivered to your doorstep, start now and begin experiencing the benefits of Balance of Nature in your life. Call and see how you can get your free month supply. I noticed a difference in the first month. I got rid of most of my other vitamins. I feel pretty good, even though I'm an old guy, 77. I think it's doing great. I just feel good. I just believe they're really what they say they are. Good health is only a phone call away. What are you waiting for? Don't miss your opportunity to find out how to get your free month supply of Balance of Nature. Call 1-800-2468-751. That's 1-800-2468-751. Or go online to balanceofnature.com. Use promo code THEANSWER. Hi, this is Rhett Rasmussen of BestHotGrill.com. Football is back, and so is tailgating. Whether it's Friday Night Lights, Saturday College, or Pro Sundays, Solaire Portable Infrared Grills set up fast and heat up quickly. Only three minutes to searing hot temperatures, just like the big backyard Solaires. The Solaire Grills will make you the master of the tailgater with the juiciest, most flavorful food in the parking lot. The fast grilling times leave you more time to talk up your team, and they cool down fast so you won't miss a minute of the game. The Solaire Anywhere and Solaire Everywhere portable infrared grills are perfect for any grilling on the go, from picnics to camping, RVs to boating, but especially tailgating. And they're made in the USA with the confidence of a 100-year-old family business. Amaze your tailgating friends with Solaire infrared grills. Learn more about these fantastic grills at besthotgrill.com. That's besthotgrill.com. Besthotgrill.com. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. All right, we're back. You're listening to I on Real Estate, 866-970-9622. Jerry, do you want to just summarize the, like what, what you know? Yeah, the, is, uh... the caller was looking at a property that had two, pars- two uh, buildings on it. One of them converted garage occupied by a tenant, supposedly income producing. He does his due diligence and finds out that there's no certificate of occupancy. The conversion was probably illegal. You know, how does he bid on that? One one point that we we're making just before the break was, you know, what will it cost to undo that, right? What would it cost to bring it back to code? And also, you know, I hope you're not buying it occupied by the tenant because then all of a sudden now you got to evict the tenant. The tenant's in an illegal non-certificate of occupancy property, they're going to have a claim against you. It's a bit of a mess. The moral of the story here... And then you can't get them here, out. We were just saying that yeah. Ace and I, during the break, that if 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 they're not out, you, you could have a problem getting them out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The moral of the story here is, you know, you got to do your due diligence before you buy a property that's got a tenant in it to make sure that it's legal mm-hmm. for a person to, to rent that and So, Dennis, what it. is your plan? Curious. Well, yeah, I want to summarize this. You, you, you have. I knew you. I know you would both love this question. I know you would all love this whole uh, situation. This is what I, I propose to my broker. I want to go over this coming Tuesday and make an offer. And I just heard what Jerry said, and you really have to be cautious. And I feel that all other people looking at the property 
maybe they even have, they haven't done any research. They just take it for granted. Oh, mm-hmm. this is wonderful. And it is wonderful if you believe it. But the key thing is anybody looking in that town should know it's a single family yes. zoning. Yes, you're right. But anyway, what I want to do was I wanted to the, the, the listing is 388,000. Now, the estimate in the area isn't 388. It's high. It should be around 313 or so. So I wanted to offer three minus a 50,000 estimate to turn that, garage, turn that cottage back into a garage, which I think I might have to do at any moment. Now, I wanted your input on what type of an offer to make. And uh, my, my, my broker, as per what I said to you before, uh, my broker says, if you offer 250, now the, now the seller has already turned down an offer of, of 360. It's 388 as a list. Now, I think the seller is still living in a dream world. He's trying to get away with all this stuff. And now we're waiting on um, my broker has asked the seller's broker to produce the permit for that modification of that garage to the cottage. Right. Which they and I go to my broker. I said, I'm not going to hold my breath. There is no documentation. I already checked with the town. I'm way ahead of that. So he doesn't want to allow he doesn't want to allow me, Dottie. I know you disagree with this to make an offer. No, he's wrong. Also. Not allowing. No, 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 no. Now, let me no, just no, tell no, you, no. Dennis, that he's wrong. Also, let me tell you the yeah. law, because we did. Jerry can tell you and Esther can tell you, because by law, legally, and I tell sellers this all the time. Because they'll say to me, well, I, I, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that offer. It's too... We must present and tell you about every offer we get, even if it was $1.99. Why? Because you could turn around a year later and say, you know what? I might have taken that offer. Or, you know what? I might have taken that 250 offer. No one told me about it. So he has, by, by law, he must, must present your offer. That's A. Whether the seller accepts it or not, that's a different story. But he has to present it. Now, what he's probably saying to you is the guy's not going to take it, okay, uh, or the person's not going to take it. But he do- does have to present it. And I don't know what to tell you to offer because probably what I would look is pretty much at what, uh, what that property would be worth without, you know, if that was a regular garage. I wouldn't count that as an apartment. And whatever it would be worth, okay, I don't, and I don't. I couldn't tell you how much it's going to take to convert it back. So those are your numbers, you know. But, it, but you're you're right. And they would have to also deliver that property with no tenant, um, because you you know you know or something like that. Jerry, what would you say? I mean, that's I. I I want to get Johnny's question also, but that's what I would do. Did I lose everyone? John. Yes. Yeah. I think I, I, I think, I think the, the, the whole phone. Jerry, you there? No. Johnny still the, on the call? Johnny? Daddy, can you yeah, hear me? I'm, yeah, now I'm I can on. hear you. Oh, oh well, something I think happened. Johnny's on. Oh, no. Okay, okay so Johnny. Oh, good. Okay, um, I'm going to get to your question. That was a long, lengthy question. So, good afternoon. Um, thank you for calling Ion Real Estate. Um, what is your, your, your question? What is your question? 
Okay, basically the question is, uh, I have a time essence that was executed for last month. It was extended to the end of this week. Uh, there was some money uh, from the down payment that was given to me to allow me to extend it or to, uh, yes, to allow me to extend it. My question is, can that be extended again or that's it? I That buyer has to buy or not buy at all. You're the seller? I'm the seller, yes. And you have a time of the essence? You agreed to extend it, I would assume. Uh, yes, once they release some funds from the down payment. Yeah. Well, I'll let the legal, you know, I'll let Jerry answer that. Oh, he's not on. Okay. Well, then I'll answer that even though I'm not an attorney. Uh, <laughs> so, but legally, if you have a time of the essence, uh, that means that they have to perform on that time unless you agree mutually to let them extend it. So now if you don't want them to extend it, like, if, in other words, if they don't close on the time and you gave them one extension and you don't want to give them another extension, then you're going to have to have your attorney sue on that. But that's why I tell people don't ever sign a time of the essence because if, God forbid, you have a car accident or something, somebody could make you. So I believe you have, uh, I'm not an attorney, but I believe you would be able to do, keep some of their down payment. Okay. Okay, okay. So the bottom line, Jerry, you you buy, I don't know if Jerry's on the air or not. I, I, I think so. Looks- so here at the bank, we deal a lot with time of the essence, Johnny. So as long as you have it in the contract, thirty days or about um, time of essence from the closing date, you do have the ability um, to either um, reap penalties or even um, you know source the down payment. Um, but that's really up to your attorneys, to Dottie's point, um, to really go ahead and, and notify the other party, which is the other t- attorney. So, yeah, Well, so the initial closing date was June 28th. So yeah, I but you – but you supposed to be a cash but, deal. But, Johnny, you waive that because you agree. See, when you have time of the essence, mm-hmm. it's you don't have 30 days grace period. Okay, usually people, their attorney advises them to not sign that, to have on or about which gives you 30 days leeway either way. Okay, time of the essence means if it says the first, then you have to close on the first. You then mutually agree to extend it. So there's nothing, that, so that's not, that doesn't even count because you mutually agreed. And however, you, you, so now whatever time you extended it to, if they don't close at that time, then either your contract has something in it, as they said, that would say penalties, like if you don't close on time, you know, it's so much a day. Each day. Or yeah. if it doesn't have that, you'd be able to do something with the down payment and not release it to them mm-hmm. so quickly. But that is legally, I didn't write your contract, so I don't want to tell you because I don't know exactly what's in it, but you do have time of the essence. Now, your attorney should be calling up and saying, we don't want to extend it. If they don't close on time, okay. we are going to keep the down payment. Okay? But, but the, if you do yeah. that, you lose your, you might lose your buyer and have to start all over again. But, you know, and then you'll be in a legal battle. But you, would, you have access to the money, I would assume. Right. With the fact that they release a parts of the down payment to extend it, that would, again, lead me to believe that they're going to close. But it's just apparently this was a cash deal, and, and apparently they just didn't have all the money ready. So what is their reason, Johnny, for not wanting to close? Is it that they said all cash and then they went to the bank and are they trying to get the mortgage? What is the reason? 
apparently that that information I don't have. They're not giving that to me. Well, the, yeah. As, uh, well, obviously they said all but, cash and they didn't go all cash, so they lied. Correct. So, so now they have to get a mortgage, <laughs> and obviously maybe they had some down problem. But at this point, you have to make the choice. You you and again, I didn't read your contract. You have to decide whether you want to extend it or not, and then you should call your attorney and say, look. If they don't close on whatever it is that they're supposed to close on, do I have the right to keep what their money that they that they released? And then if, yes, if your attorney says yes, then you have to decide whether it's worth it to keep that money and put your house back on the market again. And uh, but but I believe that you probably could. I mean, I'm not an attorney, and I didn't read your. I concept. would hope so because again, the, the contract was on or about June 28th, so I've extended this, really giving them a lot of time. And I suppose it was an all-cash deal. But it, so doesn't, it but doesn't matter because you no. already agreed to do that. Okay. So once you agreed, it doesn't matter what – if I tell you I'm going to close on June 1st and then I, my attorney calls up and says, can, they, can Dottie now close on July 1st or August 1st, once you say yes, that negates anything in the beginning. I, I just don't know how long they're going to hold the mortgage for. Mm-hmm. See, you know – I I, I think you have to kind of give them a deadline. I mean, and, and you also need to clearly call your attorney up and ask him if they don't close, do you have the right to keep whatever money they put out forward? I'm sure they want to close, uh, but who knows? I don't know. And, and if you want, Johnny, you can give them my uh, my information and I can take a look at their situation if they are yeah. taking out a mortgage. So just email me at ace.w at citizensbank.com and maybe you can um, have them... You know, maybe email me their situation, and I'll take a look at it for them as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I appreciate that. It's just the fact that I, I thought I've given them a long time. You did. I You've have. been more than – you have. I'm, I've been backwards, and now I now I want to I, – I don't want to go any further with this because it's I'm the one that's now – Do us a favor. Call your attorney Check and then attorney. call us back mm-hmm. and let us know because I didn't see the contract. We have to go anyway because the show is over. It is <laughs> – Almost 12 o'clock. Have a great weekend, and we'll be back next week. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.